0: To Expounded Universe, Season 9, Episode 9, To the Pain, the book, Crucible, by Troy Denning, the year, 2013, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Don't forget to trim out those pauses later. Let's go! <laughs> And it's time to get back into Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Expanded Universe Novel Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and that's John right over there, and he's about to say hello out of his face. Oh, no, not my face. No, you didn't even say hello. You did nothing right. Nothing. Nothing. You that... ruined it. What are you even <laughs> You ruined everything. How are you talking like that in the first place? Oh, years of practice. I studied under the great Jim Carrey. God damn it. I was all set to make an Ace Ventura joke, but then I remembered how racist that movie is, and I was like, nah, maybe I better not. Yeah, see, but you don't have to reference the movie. (laughs) Just just the uh, character himself. No, you're absolutely right. And plus, I mean, I guess it could be that that's not one of the more racist parts of the movie. Well... I mean, mostly it's very transphobic. Well, I'm thinking of the second one for some. Uh, well, yes. When I picture the when I picture him talking out of his butt, I specifically pictured him doing the Tarzan yell in a tree. That's very strange. I haven't. I I, I must have just seen the second one more recently, huh? I mean, granted, that's because the first one is a crock of shit, and I, I saw it once, and I was like, dude, fuck this. I don't even remember how I ended up seeing the second one. must have been at a party that someone must put on. must have been. Because I, I was like, no. It I, must I, have been love, <laughs> but it's over now. At least I know what that is. Yay. That's something. When I was a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, or just in our Discord right now. Someone was getting shit for not knowing that. <laughs> No, in our discord right now, someone was saying that we are probably elderly beyond Gen X or something like that, because neither of us appear to know what my chemical romance is oh, I do you don't I know what my look, chemical romance is i can't name any of their songs and i don't i' don't, I assume I would not care for them look, I'm but, hip with the kids okay but but uh, I, I don't it's not that i don't know what they are they're some kind of vampires, right <laughs> some kind of vampires set wrong? <laughs>
1: You, you uh, gotta, I mean, you're not. You, you gotta tell me. You're not I'm as wrong. far
0: off as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> they're mummies. Oh, and they're still alive. You say? Yeah, mummies alive. Mu- my chemical romance is the mummies alive. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, how are you? I am. So good. You peachy? Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah, I'm a Georgia peach, baby. Mmm. You gotta run my little thumb down a night rind twist or whatever the second- Why did I start the second verse? What? No one remembers the second verse. What's wrong with me? <laughs> 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 I <sighs> squeezed a rotting peach in my fist and dreamed about you, <sighs> woman. Am I dating myself even worse? No. What if I told you that that was-, that, that was What if I told you that peaches- come from a (laughs) kid? yeah they were put there by a man (laughs) see that's a reference you can make and is fine don't just try to jump into a line nobody knows from the song yeah i know that was a mistake on my part yeah see you gotta you gotta get on my level of dumb singing into the microphone stuff i think i might survive (laughs) no Mm -hmm. (laughs) you won't damn it (laughs) you'll die (laughs) oh fuck you'll die Okay, this is nothing. None of this was anything. We should probably start over, but we won't. Instead, I'm going to start by telling folks that we just read chapters 17 and 18 of Crucible, and John, where do we start? Uh, We are starting right back up at the sabacc table. God damn it. (laughs) I... (laughs) seeing that we were starting at the sabacc table i was like oh god we're still doing this another whole chapter of this but then they were like oh hey and now there's like three other players in here and they're no longer playing for questions i was so mad about this because basically all the cool stuff happened between the chapters yeah we cut back to han he's still tied to the, te- the sabacc table being forced to play space poker only now there's a bunch of relevant characters here yeah now instead of just Kratheus and Marvid, we also have uh, Ohali Siroc is here. Yeah, the as well as her shitty clone. <laughs> There's a dumb clone of her here uh, named Oholly Two Rock or something like Oholly Two. I think it was also yeah. said, or just, as Han calls her Ditto. We're calling her Ditto. Yeah, Ditto used mimic. Yeah, and it was super effective. It was super effective in this situation. You know what? That's old enough that that reference because this book's from 2013. He knew what a fucking ditto was, when oh he, when, he knew what yeah, he was doing. He knew exact and here's the problem with him calling her ditto. It's either a Pokemon reference or it's a reference to a type of specific unused earth technology that that's like already old for us. yeah it's like it's like calling her mimeograph. No, it was very strange when he was like, eh, hey, Ditto. And I'm like, wait a minute, why would you call anyone Ditto? I, I Probably because, I mean, copy is pretty much the simplest term you could use. I mean, mimic it's is not, what I would yeah, assume. Yeah, just, just shapeshifter or clone. Mimic you. Clone seems right. Well, there's no use in your name. Am I just going to call you, ooh, Holly Siroc? Ooh. <laughs> Double up them O's. So, no, uh, Ohali Sirach, the questing knight, the only one that ever got named, who was sent out here to find the Mortis monolith, uh, is here, along with a crappy clone of her named Ditto, who is also a Jedi. Yeah, they managed to, I guess, clone the midichlorians right out of her, Mm -hmm. and we also have a... Bardoon. A Mandalorian who has, I guess, been infused with Dark Side? Yeah, this character's confusing. This it's, so his name is Bardoon and he's a Mandalorian. He's a big mean looking Mando. Uh but he, he only doesn't... speaks in third person. He doesn't call himself Bar- Bardoon. He calls himself the the name that is written on his jumpsuit, which is Joram Nass. And he will only call himself that. Yeah. Uh, and he's yeah, and like John was saying, he speaks entirely in third person and he's just a mean piece of shit who somehow has the force. Yeah, so this chapter really establishes that uh, the Krefs are not just weird businessmen and trying to, like, I guess take over a whole bunch of nonsense, but also they have genetic experiments where they're, like, making clones and Trying to see if they can turn someone into a Force user. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess about what's happening at a certain point here, but they definitely are doing cloning and technology. We're going to find that out in the next chapter. Uh, not cloning exactly, but like sort of cloning. Well, I mean, we already know that Dina Yuss is a biot. Yeah, but now we know what a biot is and how it works Yeah, uh, because she get, she gets to explain it to us. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're now seeing our first biot in, in, uh, Oh, two Oh, Holly two. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think Bardoon is one. I think there's something no, yeah. it's a Mandalorian that got infused with power. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that I, I think he didn't get power through a cloning process. I think because we, we get a whole thing in this chapter. No, I know no one knows what, what the hell, how the hell this happened. Apparently, well, everyone's upset about this guy. I mean, given that we're, especially in the next chapter, very much led to believe that this is whatever the Mortis Monolith thing is. Yeah. I assume they probably, like, shoved a Mandalorian in there and he came back with Force Power or something. That seems reasonable. Uh, So, yeah, Han is, they're no longer playing for questions. Uh, They are instead now. Kind of? But, like, when we start, it's just, oh, we're, we're playing to the pain. Yeah. Like, straight up, they have a probe droid floating around in the room with them or not the probe droid that's the frimin' on the fremfram yeah the interrogation droid interrog- you have yeah yeah the, the big black ball yeah the big black ball in there floating around ominously uh and and uh, anytime someone loses or like folds or anything the antis that they have to pay out are just pain delivered by this droid which will simulate specific types of pain in the form of fancy injections it gives you yeah so at this point i think We've had like Han had a simulated like his hand crushed or something, mm-hmm. and I mean they're doing this is very Texas Hold'em where there's like a small blind and a, and and a big blind and, yeah there's like forced antes and everything so I have to assume that unless you are the smaller big blind you are just folding every hand <laughs> like hey you want to play this game no no oh good God no no I mean what am I gonna win you getting hurt that doesn't help me with anything uh, well I mean unless you're the weird. Force Mandalorian who's like, yes, fear. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. So they are playing, they're just betting types of pain. Uh like having a fingernail pulled out and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh of course nothing is actually happening to them. They're just getting injections and like mind probes and shit. Oh, and it's not just them. Uh the the crefts the are still here, although the entire hand that gets played out, uh Krathias has already folded, so he's not part of it. Yeah. Uh and also mirta Gev is still here, and she's the dealer. Yeah, still yeah. dealer, but she's lost, I guess, the nose brace. So we are to believe that we have been here for some time. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we start with Han looking at his cards, and he's worried that he's developed a tell because he's suffering an awful lot of pain. Yeah, he's like, at this point, I can't just keep a straight face because even without seeing my cards, I'm just flinching. So I can't keep my shit together anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and uh so he he looks at his cards and they add up to a zero. Yeah, he's just got an absolute garbage hand. Yeah, that's a trash hand. The only thing it could possibly be worth is going over because going over could Autobust. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it yeah. autobusts the moment you do it. Uh I I'm still I'm still not sure they're playing with a randomizer because You'd think he'd be like, oh, a zero. Okay, I will do nothing until those cards are something. But instead, there's never a question of, about whether or not those cards are anything but a zero for the rest of this hand. Well, yeah, because he locks them in. No, does, okay. I, I, why would you lock them in? They're shit. Yeah, he locks them in as part of his bluff because yeah, that's fair. he is Han Solo. Yeah, and he does not need to play a box. I mean, his whole thing here is uh, he's just at this point he's just buying time. He's like, as long as I can keep these two grumpy idiots at the table making fun of me and trying to and uh, torturing me, it's more time for the Jedi to show up and rescue my ass. Yeah, and you know he's still sort of sticking to his plan of I'm trying to turn the brothers against each other. Yes. Yeah, and uh, it so far it hasn't worked especially well, and they've moved on to this playing for pain thing as a way to punish him. Uh, so we've learned we learned right away that, that Bardoon just bets all in every turn forever. He uh, just keeps betting things that are like, ooh, I'm going to have someone like, you're going to get the pain of losing your arm or getting your dick cut off yeah, or whatever, because he got- he's he's just here to make people afraid yeah he's a pain in the ass he's the kind of person you don't want to have at a regular like friendly poker table because every time the thing goes or every time the uh the turn goes to him he just raises again and it's like ah let's just fucking play alright raise yeah and you also have the other person that you're like why are you at this table which is the Ohali too is just oh i'll play any hand i don't care i'm just here to have fun i want to see what the last card is i yeah. just want to know yeah, Ohali 2 only folds if they are if she is absolutely certain that she is definitely going to lose. Yeah, she wants to get all of the cards, look at everything, and if she still has a shit hand or whatever, then she'll fold. So presumably she just doesn't care about pain. I guess? Yeah. Uh, Ohali Sirok the original, is also here, and uh, basically Han is still playing for questions, because he doesn't care if anyone gets hurt. So when it's his turn to do a bet, when he gets a zero, he's like... Okay, I don't want to play for pain. I want to play to ask Ohali a question. Is that thing the mortis monolith? Yeah. And they're like, that's not a... You can't do that. You can't, you can't that raise th- a question from pain. Yeah. And he's and- like, yeah, but a, a question could be painful for someone. Well, that comes up when... Because the first thing that happens is... What, what, you, you're right. I apologize. What actually happens is the first thing is Marvid asks Han a question as his bet. He's like, all right, well, I'm raising it. And my my thing is a question for Han, which is, who shot Mama? Now, who this, threw mama from the train? This comes out of left field if you're reading the book very slowly, like we are. You may have, have forgotten the one reference a long time ago to how the two Kalumi brothers have, uh, they lost their mom, in, in some, who was some sort of information oh, broker. entire driving force for this whole book. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's been a while since we mentioned it. They, their mom got shot between the lobes and she became bad at business and it ruined their lives. Yeah. Well, sort of, except now they're the richest people in the galaxy, so... They're like, oh, for a while we were poor. Yeah, that's that's their whole big anger thing. So they're like, who shot our mom, Han Solo? There's a 12% chance it was you. Yeah, And he's like, I've told you on a number of occasions I did not kill your mom. Yeah, you've got me hooked up to these dumb fucking machines mm-hmm. to tell you if I'm lying or not, and they are telling you that I am telling the truth with a 12% margin of error, and you're like, nah, not good enough. Yeah, so... <laughs> So when he gets that bet to him, he's like, fine, I'll take that bet. I don't fucking care. I mean, at least it's not me losing another fingernail or whatever. But uh in, in return, my next raise is a question to a Holly. Is this thing the Mortis Monolith? And they're like, you can't do that. You can't make a question or whatever. And Marvin's like, yeah, it's fine. Who gives a shit? He can ask all he wants. It's not like she fucking knows. <laughs> turns out no one knows. No one knows who shot Mama. No, the <laughs> Han doesn't know because hmm? Very clearly, he just talked to her at one point and left, and sometime after that, she got shot, but they have been so one-track about blaming Han Solo that they have, like, not just murdered, but destroyed the lives of anyone who even knew him on mm. the station where they were. Yeah. Like, well, oh, yeah, there it, was. It gets crazy what they've done so far. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, uh, there was someone else that you talked to on that uh, planet. Mm. So we killed them. The bartender that you got a drink from we murdered. Well, the whole thing is they've killed. They want to be absolutely 100% with no variable certain that they got revenge for their mom. So they killed every single potential suspect for killing their mom, uh, and every single... Person who wasn't a suspect but was involved anyway, just on the on the off chance that they missed some detail. Yeah, they've killed fifteen other specific people who had a chance of being the person who succe- who uh, who killed her. Yeah, uh, Hans like I didn't do it, and they're like, well, there's no one else we can go after at this point. We've killed every single other possible person who might have done it, but you. <laughs> the attempt to kill you didn't go off as planned, so here we are playing cards. And he's like, wait, are you serious? The thing where you crashed a, a, a asteroid and killed thirty thousand people on on uh. Lando's mining planet was just to kill me, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, a good plan does two things. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I mean, we were already planning to fuck up that entire operation. It's just the fact that you were there, we figured, you know, two birds, one meteor. Yeah, yeah, so we're getting a sense of, of who these people actually are. And Han's just like, that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, there is a 12% chance I'm lying. I'm assuring you I didn't. I didn't kill your mom. This is a waste of everybody's time. You might as well just kill me or whatever. And I love that these... Ultra brilliant super brains are like, have you ever considered that maybe it was someone not associated with Han? Because mm-hmm. all they've done is murder anyone Han talked to. Well, they they had five specific suspects besides Han who had nothing to do with Han. They were just other people their mother met with that day. Yeah. Uh, like, so th- what if it was someone your mother met with three weeks ago that came back and shot her? What are you doing? Well, they, they, like they said, they killed five specific suspects. They're still after Han, and they killed 15 other people who were just like... Around that day, yeah, just to see. Well, someone might have mind controlled them. I don't know. So their whole thing is literally any potential. So they're not trying to find out who did it. They're just trying to kill every single person who might have. I mean, they are trying to find who did it, but they're also just like, man, yeah, yeah, whatever. I you mean, might have. They have a blanket structure to justice here, where they're like, well, we'll just kill anyone who might have done it, and then eventually the person who did it will be dead. It's uh, it's real dumb. I'm gonna go ahead and say that right now. Yeah. Uh, so we go through that round of betting. Uh, of course, Bardoon raises it again, and he's like, a burned eyeball, because that's him. That's his whole thing. And then it goes to Ohali, who spends a lot of time looking at her cards, closing one of her eyes, looking at her cards again. And Han's like, oh, he's, she's got nothing. She has a middling hand because she's considering if she should stay in the game based on what a burned eye would, would do to her ability to keep playing. Yeah, there's Ohali too. Yeah. Because the, o- the original O'Holly just, oh, just folded, folded immediately. Yeah, she folds and gets the fingernail removed shot right away. As the ante. Yeah. So she's already lost out on the ante. The other O'Holly is just like, yeah, yeah, I'm bad at games and I'll just stay in for whatever. I'll see that action. And then it comes around to Marvin again and he's all set to make his big second question bet or whatever when a random adjutant comes in yeah. and is like, hey so uh miss rain has arrived and she wishes to speak to the two of you privately and urgently oh yeah because they're just like oh well fucking send her in and it's like no she said this should be in private and also it is an emergency and they're just like oh but my dumb game yeah now han tries to wrest power out of this because kratheus is who'd already folded is just leaving and Marvid turns to leave and he's like, Han's like, hold on. <laughs> you, if, you're, you're, <laughs> if you're folding, you owe us a burned eye. Yeah, you anteed and you, and you match the bet. So you owe us a burned eye and a removed fingernail. And uh, then he looks at Crathius because he's like, I'm going to try and get Crathius to enforce this on Marvin." But Cratheus just turns around and is like, yeah, we're not actually playing the game. Fuck you, Han. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, but you have to respect the bet you did. Why? No, we don't. He actually does say, why would we do that? What would be the reason that we would play by the rules of our own game? Can, can you think of one? I can't. <laughs> yeah. It, it's nice that you think that you've got us here in a gotcha situation, but we run this and who gives a fuck? I don't care. It's weird that you thought we wouldn't do this. And and finally, and Han's just like, that's not how you do things. Like, he's affund, uh, offended on behalf of Sabak here. Oh, he is just so incensed yeah. that they would go back on a bet. Yeah. So finally, Marvin's like, all right, well, this is how we'll play it out then. Uh, if if you lose this hand, you will just also suffer the punishments that I just welched out on because eat a dick, Han. Yeah, because Han's trying to be like, oh, well, you got you got to do a thing and you, you got to whatever. Kratius would do it. And even Marvin's like, uh, they get into a conversation And at some point. He's like, you know, you, but we just need you to tell the truth. And he's like, well, why would I tell the truth? You know, it's not like you're keeping bets. And this just makes Marvin go, all right, fine. Fuck you. If you lose, you're getting everything. I don't care. You're a dick bag. None of this matters. I mean, ultimately, this hasn't worked especially well. So we're just going to torture you anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you guys have fun and we'll be back in a bit. And then they leave, and Myrda, for whatever reason, is like, yep, all right, well, bets to you. And and Han's like, seriously, why are we still playing? There's nothing to gain from it at this point. Yeah, I mean, the two people that actually wanted this game to happen, and wanted information, or just the pleasure of watching people be tortured, are gone. Now it's just, hey, did you guys want to bet to hurt each other for nothing? Mm -hmm. And at that point, if you're Han, you go, yeah, I'll think about it anyway. <laughs> just give me a minute. <laughs> and Except- by that I mean I'm not betting anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here because the card or the uh, the bets to me, so I'm just gonna sit here. Uh but instead he's like, uh yeah, okay, I raise you, Bardoon, to the death. The feeling of being dead. Yeah. Because he has read the table at this point and mm-hmm. he's like I'm pretty sure that O'Holly two has a garbage hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pretty sure Marvid had a fucking amazing hand. Yeah, cause because he was super he, mad to have to leave. Well, because he has been ridiculously skittish on the idea of taking pain. That's true, too. And he actually went in on the idea of like a burnt eyeball. So he was like, oh, he has to have like an actual sabak." Right. Uh, But then he also notices, yeah, fucking uh, Bardoon is mostly doing this to fuck with people and doesn't himself want to suffer any consequence right so if he thinks oh Hans got me beat on this he's not going to want to you know feel the pain of drowning to death yeah so mirta immediately uh tries to call that off she's like you can't bet death that's we're playing for pain and han's like dying is painful he's like i hey, just want to experience bot- the feeling of, di- of dying <laughs> yeah, he bought can you simulate drowning to death on someone and the bot's just like yeah, sure, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, it's probable that they'd fall into a coma for a bit, though. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, well, it won't kill him then. That seems reasonable to me. Uh, and he looks to Bardoon, who who looks concerned over it. And so Han's like, and I'll tell you another thing. Okay. A- and uh, he puts down some additional bet or something. But Mirta calls him on it. And she's like, yeah, you can't string bet. Which is actually a regular thing in poker that was kind of neat. Where he, where she's like, "No, you set a bet. You gauged his reaction, and then you said more bets. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. That's that's uh, that's against the basic rules of of, of poker and sabacc. Uh So, and, and he's like, "Yeah, what do you give a fuck? Who cares? What are you even doing what we, here? What is the point of this, Mirdo? Why are you playing by so many rules?" And I mean, at that point, he just gestures towards the torture bot. And he's like. What exactly do they have on you that you, a Mandalorian, who normally would be like, oh, we'll take jobs for the money, but we have a code, would sit here and watch several people get tortured constantly while you have to be a dealer in a fucking poker game? Like, what blackmail material do they have? Yeah, and she's like, well, let's just say they pay really well. And he's like, no, that's not good enough. That's not the thing. No, no, just. pay would not get you to do this yeah because you would you'd be you're already completely breaking your code and you'll probably assume that everyone at this table has to die so you can get whatever it is they're giving you without losing your face yeah and so eventually she's like oh they don't have anything on me and han makes the leap to oh if they don't have something on you It's what they're giving you. Yeah, it's an offer they're making that they're holding over you. It's not blackmail, it's stringing along a promise. Yeah, it's, okay, well, it's not just the money. I know it has to be something else, and probably specifically for you, which leads him to... Oh my god, they promised you that they would get rid of the nanovirus on Mandalore so that you and your grandpa could go there. Yeah, that's something that we forget about a lot because it only showed up once several episodes ago, but apparently Mandalore is currently uninhabitable by members of the Fett family. Yeah. If you're related to Boba Fett and you go to Mandalore, you instantly die because of nanoviruses in the atmosphere. Yeah. Someone released a nanovirus in there, specifically as a fuck you to Boba Fett Mm -hmm. and family. It was an attempt to kill them. They were thought to be on the planet at the time. But now, it's just, you know, in the air so they can't go back. Yeah. And they can feel it. They can feel it in the air tonight. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. That's, you know, (laughs) drum drum solo. Uh, Uh, Okay, so... Now, this snaps Bardoon out of his, like, dark side revelry where he's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. You got bought out for that? Yeah, because he whips his head around at her so hard that his neck snaps. He's like, the fuck did you... Are, is that seriously what you agreed to? And I gotta wonder at that point if he's Bardoon when he's saying that or if he's Joram Nass. Well, I gotta assume he's Bardoon because he no longer is doing the, like, Joram Nass says. Yeah, he just... He goes, just drops that affectation and is like, wait, you gotta be fucking shitting me. Yeah, I assume because that's that's... Not the kind of thing that would be uh, honorable to drag additional Mandalorians into. Well, yeah, because at this point, he's like, oh, you have put tons of Mandalorian lives on the line and have gotten them killed, as well as making us break our code, mm-hmm. just sort of fucking us over as hard as possible. On the off chance that they will let you go home. Yeah. And it's only good for two people. Yeah. Like, this offer that they are making isn't, oh, we're going to do a grand favor for all Mandalorians. It's, hey, we're going to do a favor for you and your grandpa. That's it. And you've sold us all out for that. Yeah. And she even goes like, well, the pay's good. Yeah. No, and Bardoon is particularly, something happened to Bardoon that turned him into this thing. Well, I mean, that's also why he's got to be as pissed off as he is. He's like, oh, you let them experiment on me as part of this just so you could go home. Yeah, no, this is a it's a surprising moment and it's weird because Hahn, of course, is playing all the angles as best as he can. So now he's like, All right, I guess I'm siding with Bardoon <laughs> Yeah, he's like, "Well, I guess this guy's my friend now cuz he <laughs> seems to be not okay with things." So he leans into into Mirdamore. Mur- he's like, "They're not going to give you that." He's like, "What do you think the crefts are going to do? They're going to string you along until they don't need you and not give you shit. Did you not just see them leave the table and the bet when it was no longer convenient for them? They don't give a shit about their promises." Yeah. And for what she is so driven by this desire to go back home to Mandalore that- That this this argument, which should really work on her efficiently, where it's an object lesson in the fact that these two will break any promise they feel like. Yeah, it's like you just saw them go, yeah, I know I said I would do this, but I'm not going to. Fuck you. You're like, look, it's very clear that's what they do. Have you seen them pay anyone what they promised for anything illicit ever? Yeah, these are just. (laughs) horrible murder brains yeah what are you doing i l- l- honestly i kind of wanted him to follow up further with like hey have you seen anyone else that they made like deals with and then they went ahead and paid them at the end what kind of grand promises have you seen them make to people and then you had to kill get? them how many people have you had to kill instead of them paying them off how many people did they send their little pet 19 year old sith out to murder instead of actually giving them something yeah so he's he's working her over uh, pretty hard on this. He's and like, she gets pissed off enough that the end of the chapter is her just going like, all right, fuck you, that's enough, and hitting the pain button and shutting him down. Yeah, he just gets knocked unconscious by the pain button. Uh, I think she all, she hits him with it a few times as warnings as well. And that's pretty much the chapter. Yeah, Sadly, we don't get any follow-ups further with Ohali Sirach, other than a, a reminder that I had forgotten that she is, and so is her clone, Duro. Yeah, she's a Duros. Yeah. I would have expected another sexy ass human after Tahiri Vela, but no. Or Savara Rain. I am very glad that yeah. it's it's a duros because I'm like that's rad. Yeah, that's what you that's what you want to see. You don't want to see every single character being some porn trace Jedi. Well, yeah, because you're like, oh, what is it? Oh, all the main characters are sexy humans, and then any side character we can just make into a weird alien. But we want people to fuck our main characters. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We want them to want it. Uh, Meanwhile, remember how in the last episode it was mostly just uh, the the side episode? Oh, actually, it was two episodes ago when uh, it was just Lando hanging around with Omad Keg and Ben, and they were just standing there talking about a picture of a monolith on a screen for a long time. Well, what if also Luke and Leia were there? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In addition to the fact that in the last chapter, Gev had her nose brace thing off. Mm -hmm. Also in this, Luke and Leia have... Force trance healed themselves to the point where they're no longer fucked up. They, well, they had also got a bunch of surgeries done and stuff. Oh yeah, They had bacta wraps. They had a whole bunch of, like, little med droid things going on. And so at this point, he's like, okay, most of my burns are just down to, like, little blemishes. My ankle feels fine. I'm not, like, hobbling or anything. I'm basically good to go. Leia's not... You know, wincing anytime she moves because she got raked across the back, yeah, Nargon got her real good uh so they're they're healed, but they don't look right yet, and they're still kind of wounded it, it feels like it's probably been a couple of days. I mean, I have no idea because at this point they're like, oh, Omad keg has just been going from random transponder to random transponder around the bubble, mm. which if you don't remember, they had found out the other episode that there is a bubble of weird space mm-hmm. there's a bubble of weird space with a bizarre monolith that looks like a d8 stuck in the middle of it and everyone assumes that that's that's where the base is and in fact during this chapter dina Yus will confirm that that yes they have their home base on this big thing which they refer to as the artifact yeah and it's not like oh that weird d8 is the base they have a base on that because that thing is gigantic Mm -hmm. and they've just sort of like barnacled onto it. Yeah. They've just built into it and presumably they're trying to figure out what it is and how to use it, but it's almost entirely incidental. Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, Dina Yus even says here, Oh yeah, they were last time I was there working on trying to break their way in. And like immediately Luke's going, that sounds like the literal worst idea you could have. mm -hmm. This is a weird dark side force like monolith that they don't know anything about mm-hmm. and they're just gonna go running in their head first well i'm pretty sure i think we put the pieces together here and they got their way in there and all they did was stuff a mandalorian in there and he came out baroon yeah or bardoon or whatever his name is the, that's the, that's what happened yeah because right now i assume it's just what is this oh it just pulses with dark side energy and if you let someone cook long enough in there they come out all weird and twisted i'm gonna guess and we'll see who's ra- i don't think you've got a super strong you didn't like name a horse there exactly but here's my horse on this race he's got a ghost in him <laughs> he's got a case of sith ghost uh he should probably do some cocaine about it uh but but yeah he's got ghosts in his blood because they stuffed him in there and i'm gonna guess that the mo- the, the mortis Mon- monument or whatever they're calling it is just full of dead siths it's just storage unit for Sith ghosts, and they put him in there, and the first one to get at him was like, I am Joram Nass, and now I control this p- this meat puppet. So what you're saying Oops. is, this is the containment unit, and the crefs are the EPA that came in and shut it down. That is correct, yeah. You're, 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 is that the thing? Is that the reference you're making? Or- it's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, excuse me. Jesus, Oh, no, sorry. Oh, wow, that was bad. Fuck. I'm having a bad day. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, it's... I'll let you slide on My Chemical Romance. <laughs> well, good, because I have no idea who the fuck that is. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a band. I know it's a fucking band. <sighs> I just do not know any of their songs off the top of That's my head. That's fine. You don't need to. Yeah. I bet I would probably know their number one jam if someone were to play it. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The one yeah. that I was singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that what you were d- That's what Black that Parade. was? Oh, my God. I thought that was older than them. No. how Are they are they old?
1: <laughs> are, <laughs> they, like, not are they like really? old
0: dudes? No. I mean, they're younger than us. Mm, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've had, I'm having a day. Sorry I'm 40, everybody. I apologize. <laughs> I'd like to take this moment. Oh, I would like to take this moment to cackle at you to a like pun- a mad bog witch. Hey, we've made this show last five or six years at this point. You'll be me <laughs> before you know it. The curse will be upon you. <laughs> I used to be with it. <laughs> now I don't know what it is. All I know is it's weird and scary. It'll yeah. happen to you. See, <laughs> so, so yeah, I can make twenty-five-year-old Simpsons references. Good, great. <laughs> are we? Are we clear? Are we okay? <laughs> are we- We're fine. <laughs> you had an elephant. His name was Stampy. <laughs> you loved him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ugh. Jesus. Ugh. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, so they are trying to figure out what the plan of action is because they're like all right it's just going to be sort of a matter of time until we actually find a way into this bubble because omad keg is just going from displaced thing to displaced thing until he finds an entrance but they're like all right what's our plan of attack we're gonna shoot missiles up the tailpipe and then we're gonna drop these yvh fucking murder oh, we have a whole down. conversation there where where all of a sudden Luke has to be like, wait, you brought battle droids? And Lando, uh, to his credit, is like, yeah, I had a couple of spare ones lying around and not. Bitch, I made every, I made every <laughs> one do of them. What you think my <laughs> main job That's is? That's my whole thing, Luke. i the battle droid guy. <laughs> I mean, yes, I used to just be the mining guy, and I kind of still am the mining guy. <laughs> but for that entire Yuzhen Vaughn crisis, I was the battle droid guy. <laughs> I own every battle droid there is. I always have some around. What do you think? I go into my closet, I get three or four battle droids fall out. I do appreciate this type of battle droid, though. The battle droids from the EU are so different than the battle droids from Phantom Menace. Apparently, they're actually dangerous, and they don't just kind of bobble around and say, Roger, Roger. Yeah, no, the YVHs in particular are pretty much just Terminators. Yeah. They're like, oh, we look kind of like humans, Mm -hmm. and we're nonstop murder machines that don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. So... Tahiri perks up dramatically at the sound of YVHs and is like, which ones did you bring? Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, Series 8 S-Class. And she's like, you brought space ones? Yes. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, she's like, I could kiss you. And he's like, well, I don't think Tendra would especially Well, you know, given the situation, Tendra. And she's (laughs) like, okay, keep it in your pants, Lando. (laughs) How come I can't say fun things without you making it creepy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and quit sniffing my hair god i do not need a shoulder rub <laughs> it does not matter how tense i look i will never want a shoulder rub <laughs> i'm barefoot by choice quit looking <laughs> uh but at this point lando sort of gets cut out of the operation because they're like all right well our plan is you shoot some missiles we hot drop in with a few droids over here at the lab, Mm -hmm. because Dina's like, oh, that's probably where Han is, because they don't take prisoners, they're just doing shit to him. And they don't bother with hostages. Anytime you think they have hostages, they already killed them. Yeah, they're either dead, or they are conducting experiments. That's basically all the Krefts do. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we'll shoot the hangar, so we don't get, like, other ships out here with missiles. Mm -hmm. We'll hot drop in with the droids over at the experiment lab, you just keep it in the air and fly around until we need you. And Lando's like, Aw. Come on <laughs> top cover. I'm cool. And like, first of all, you're like 75. second. <laughs> second of all, we actually do need top cover. I mean, we're not going to land the Falcon and park it. Yeah, this is this isn't like, <laughs> all right, we, we, everyone remember where we were. We're in Mickey seven. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, I put the club on. No one should mess with our ship. Yeah. Just in case the hangar missiles don't get everything and we need some cover for our escape. Please just keep it in the air? Keep the engine running a little. Oh, but I was gonna park it and put in one of those sunshades that looks like people sitting in the Falcon. <laughs> I love doing that. Come on. <laughs> it's a classic. Ugh. Uh but no, him and Omat are being assigned to just stay up here and be gunners and getaway drivers, which he complains about, but ultimately they're right. Uh there, There is also the question of what are they going to do about the YVH droids? How do they program them in this situation so as to be useful without being detrimental to the Jedi who, who need to work? And the answer is just program them to shoot anything that's dressed like a Mandalorian or anything that's got scales. Yeah. We're going to have them go after the Nargons and Mandalorians. If it's a force user, it's probably not a great idea to have them go after it. So just program them for the ones we know. Yeah. They're like, specifically, we are going to have to deal with the Krefs in Savara, they're calling her vestara we're gonna have to deal with the crafts and vestara our own selves and, and i'm like why would you have to deal with the crafts yourselves i don't think anyone would complain if a bullet was found in one of those guys <laughs> <laughs> but uh at that point they're like all right hey dina you uh you know of any other like force users or anything on there and she's like i don't know oh it's a weird conversation they have to be like hey dina uh is there another like is is savara rain the only sith you've seen and she's like i don't know what you're talking about but there's only one savara rain (laughs) which is actually the last line of the chapter it's kind of a it's it's a little weird it feels like a setup for something or other but but um also we get a whole conversation here that i don't want to skip over especially oh no because it's really playing for time right now it's leia and dina and leia is just being like Hey, you're a piece of shit. And she's like, "Yeah, I know. I know. I'm a complete piece of shit. What do you want no, from?" I apologized and I admit I am a piece of shit. And she's like, "Yeah, well I don't trust you." You should. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm playing for my life here. Well, if the first thing it, at the beginning of this chapter that we get a notification that uh Dina is looking worse and more haggard by the hour. Yeah, even though she's had plenty of like medical droid attention and mm-hmm. rest and everything, unlike, you know, the Uh, Skywalker and Solo combo, she's looking like garbage. Yeah, she just does not look like she's in good shape. So finally, they're like, what is even going on? Why should we trust you? What is the deal? And she's like, what is the deal with airline (laughs) food? (laughs) She's like, okay, well, I guess I should probably go ahead and tell you, I'm not a person. Yeah. I uh, am a biot. And they're like, well... You're, so you're a cyborg. So what? That's not a bit. She's like, no, I'm not a cyborg. A cyborg is a person that's born and has a life for a while. And then they get stuck up with robot parts. Yeah. And, you know, Luke is like, no, I mean, a cyborg from a force perspective is not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because Luke is a cyborg. I mean, once you get right down to it, he's got a robot hand. He's a cyborg. Huh. Uh, But uh, I think Leia is too, actually. At this point, I'm pretty sure I Leia also has a robot hand. As of this this chapter, I'm pretty... Or this book. Uh, but yeah, she's like, I'm a biot. I have a robot center. And then they built a bunch <laughs> yeah, of... Yeah, I got a creamy robot center. You're, you're probably wondering how many licks it takes to get to the robo parts of me. Lando. Ah, Lando. <laughs> uh, good. Got me again. <laughs> you know, you can put your feet up if you want. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's she gets to explain, like, yeah, you saw the Nargons. That was basically that's the the prototype test of, can we make a flesh thing with a metal skeleton? Yeah, and at and, and no point does anyone go like, hey, wait a minute, didn't we do this like 15 books ago? <laughs> no, it was 26 books ago. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened with those things? Remember them synth droids that were all the rage back in the huh? like 25, 30 years ago now? Anybody, remember anybody remember, remember Guri? <laughs> anybody, anybody remember anything we've done? <laughs> <laughs> well, Gurry's a one of a kind, and the synthroid comp Lorinar Corporation went out of business because of all their evil synthroid making. <laughs> but no, these are a new one. These are these are uh, well, these are super advanced yeah. because like they are almost like uh like the Battlestar Galactic. Oh, types. Cylons, so they they had the sex spine. Yeah, well they're That's like, a- oh, what do you have? Oh, we're basically exactly like humans except for a little tells and she's yeah. like the big one you'll know is i have a metal skeleton mm-hmm. and i've got fiber optic nerves yeah her eyes are cameras yeah uh, so she's like well look here watch this and and first of all they asked the, the droid they're like droid is this true And they're like yeah the, the droid's like yeah of course duh which because if you have if you've forgotten they kidnapped a 21b medical droid off the off the Ormny to take it with them just to keep her alive and it's kind of a piece of shit about the whole thing. It doesn't oh, like me. Yeah. It's really grumpy. Because she it's was the like, bones oh. on this Star Trek ship. Yeah the the Kref's just left me there to die and have this droid record the process. And they're like, really? Droid's like, hey, I wasn't able to do anything. Fuck off. Yeah, apparently, because she's being kept alive. We we knew this already. She's kept alive by a special enzyme that Savara Rain has. Uh, it's it's a. Uh, proprietary and no one knows how to reverse engineer it. It's the perfect or whatever. The only place they make it is on the base. Yeah. So... And, and uh, so she's like, I'm in this for my life. I have to go to the base so I can get some of this enzyme so I don't die. Honestly, I'm going to get the formula for the enzyme because then I won't have to worry about them making it. I could just make it somewhere else. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know if I believe you about this. And she's like, watch this. And she has the droid cut her arm open and there's blood in there. And their first thought is, well, that's just red blood. Nargons have blue blood. And you want, I just wanted to be like, yeah, because they're big yeah, reptiles. I'm pe- supposed to pass uh, for human. I'm not supposed to look like a Nargon stuffed into a human suit. <laughs> yeah sugar water (laughs) tearing around in a brand new Edgar suit (laughs) not enough Tommy Lee Jones these days Uh. Uh, okay so uh, you know underneath her skin when she cuts it open you can see the vanalloy skin they call it and she's like, do you want me to also take out one of my eyes? And they're like, no, 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 we believe you. But that doesn't mean you're on our side. And she's like, I'm not. Let me make this very clear. I am not on your side. I am on my side, mm-hmm. but that side happens to be anti-CREF, and so are you. Yeah, she's like, look, here's the thing. I will not betray the crefs, Uh, because if I do, there's a sensor in my brain that will blow up. Yeah. So I'm just here to get my parts my, my enzyme, and then I'm going to leave, and if if uh, helping is just navigating you to the place, then yeah, I'm on your side as far as that is concerned. Yeah, like, that is what I need. I have to go there to get the enzyme no matter what. Yeah. So helping you get there is a priority. Yeah, so they're like, well, wait, so you're only loyal to them because they'll blow you up, right? And you're only loyal to them because of the same reason, so they're only keeping you around for as long as you're useful, so how about we just make the exact same deal? I tell you what. We'll help you out as long as you're still useful to us. Yeah. And she's like, okay, great. Whatever. I don't fucking care. I'm dying. Leave me alone. <laughs> I am just withering away literally. I I could not possibly give less of a shit about your bargaining. Yeah. Now there's more to it than this. Uh she also mentions that the uh the process, that she's a generation two biot, and uh the process has been very successful. Uh, and that they have infiltrated a lot of, that's where the reason why there are so many corporate takeovers recently, is that there were a lot of Dina Yusses around. Yeah, who would show up and do what Dina Yuss was doing for Lando, mm-hmm. which was just sort of worm their way into being like a second in command, whisper in the ear of the person in charge to get them to sell, mm-hmm. or help sabotage things to the point where they had to sell. Yeah, and in this case, she was doing her job. She had Lando's ear pretty well. It's just that Marvid threw a tantrum and had to throw a meteor at the planet. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so she was doing her job normally right up until that exact moment. And now she feels betrayed by them, but there's nothing she can do about it. No. So they've already, this is how they've been infiltrating everyone else. And she makes a point to say, oh, by the way, it, there shouldn't be much more than 30 of me because it takes two years to grow me. And they're like, crafts haven't even been here for Two years. They've only been here for, like, a year and a half. How are you explaining that? And she goes, oh, you idiots. You don't know about the time dilation. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, basically, inside of the, uh, like, the time of bubble, mm-hmm. it's basically five times faster. Yes. So they've been here for, like, five years worth of production time. It bothers me that they didn't know this, because... It should have been obvious. They they mentioned earlier that when ships get lost in the bubble, they often pop right back out, and it's been a few weeks. Or they come out a year later, and everything in it is moldered to dust. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, this thing is the opposite of a black hole, where time slows down to an almost crawl or a stop. This thing, instead, accelerates time in a bubble around itself. Yeah, it is spitting out Mm space-time instead of sucking it in. So space is expanding around it, and time is fleeting yeah now the first so lando's like holy shit i want that because basically that means that if if you send people to work in there they work five times faster yeah he's like oh that means i could do five times as much work and still meet my contracts yeah because i could give them a ridiculous short turnaround time yeah yeah of course it does age everyone you send in there five times as fast but it's not, it's not like they rapidly wither away. It's not like they drank from the wrong grail. They're just living life in a place where time goes faster and it feels normal to yeah, them. Yeah, they're living life like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <sighs> is that another song by the... And all they had, they had to steal. Is this? Please tell me this is another My Chemical Romance song. It is my, not. My heart can't take it, John. <laughs> you gotta stop messing with me. It's running with the devil. Is what I am quoting. Oh right now. shit! I should know that I'm an old. Yeah, you're an old. You should know about it. I should. I should know. I some Diamond Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought Running with the Devil predated Diamond Dave. Oh no! Listen to Running with the Devil. <laughs> no, I know. I'm sure he did. Ver- but I thought it was from from the like the Panama days. No. Okay. Because he's all been there going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not. It's not like I'm a Van Halen historian or anything. <laughs> It's not like I got a PhD in Van Halenery. The only, the only reason I felt like a predated Diamond Dave is because a few times in my 20s, this is how old this is, I used to go to a Van Halen cover show. I think they called themselves the Atomic something or others. Hmm. Uh, and they would do an, an incredibly, they, they were specifically an early Van Halen cover band. Hmm. They only covered early Van Halen. So if you went to them, you were not going to get like uh california girls or something like that it was all like stuff off panama or on the same album as panama i don't know what that album's called uh but they did run him with the devil every once in a while so Hmm. okay well there you have it there you go john jeff there it is jeff oh the tension in the room how you doing i'm so is bisexual (laughs) men exist awareness how you doing hey how you doing (laughs) okay all right we can get back to it uh so they're like so she's like so this is the deal There's time dilation. Things go faster in there. Lando immediately starts spinning out business ideas. But Leia's like, wait, does that mean that Han is aging five times as fast as I am right now? Because let me tell you something. He's got some spots. (laughs) (laughs) But also, it just means even if it's only been a couple days for them, at this point, we know, oh, Han's probably been tortured for like a week and a half now. Yes. Yeah. So the urgency factor goes up immediately upon learning this weird detail and they're like yeah that's weird trick that's why they're in there they don't really care about the mortis monument they love this whole accelerated time thing because it lets them work on a scale that uh that that just lets them dwarf their competition instantly yeah and uh yeah so that's that's what's going on and they're like okay well i guess that just means we have to find a way to them or something (laughs) we gotta get up in their guts (laughs) we gotta get up in there oh we gotta do the thing well dina knows where the fucking thing is so they're just gonna take her directions and go to it yeah and there you go is there more john tell me there's more uh i mean not really pretty much that's the end of 18 is Mm -hmm. they're finally like all right well we've pretty much squeezed as much information juice as we can out of this withered husk. I mean, this was a lot of this was quite an information dump these two chapters. We get a bunch of we get multiple new characters, we get weird shit about the the uh, the, the way the Jedi work and the the Mortis monuments and all this other stuff. So, this is a pretty fascinating time. <laughs> it's a it's a fine time to be alive. Yeah, I was going to say, you know the last two episodes or four chapters or so before this, I was like, man, I feel like this is getting back to the standard uh, Star Wars type production that we have been used to. Oh, you big, it's a little a, wheel spinny, a wheel spinning for a long time. And then they got to blow up the new big thing. Yeah. Yeah. But at least with this one, I'm like, I liked the development with Gev, mm-hmm. like figuring that out and having Han actually be somewhat like knowledgeable and turning things around instead of just, hey, I'm the luckiest man alive. Also, I kind of like the recklessness with which the Cref brothers are, are involving this, in this or like they just put Bardoon at this table because he's mean. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? well, we accidentally made a. We're going to put a pain slut over here so that he can fuck with you. We, we're putting a Voldo at the table. Don't you have something better to do with that guy? There's something weird about him. Shouldn't you be taking him apart or something? Nah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't really give a shit. We, we already played with him, and now we're just putting our toys out and let someone else have we're them. We're just smashing them together. It's a crossover episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, there's been a tremendous amount of information dumped. The time dilation thing is also a surprising learn. I mean, we kind of got that from last time. But... We did, Well, yeah, because they were talking about how space expands around the bubble, and that when ships go in, they come out later, yeah, like way later. Way later. For them, but recently for us, yeah. it's very unusual. But uh, yeah, no, lots of, lots of interesting stuff, at least, I mean, the first chapter. This was the first time, I think, ever that I've seen a Han Gamble's chapter <laughs> Where that I wasn't win. immediately just like, fuck you. Yeah, no, well, notably that I don't think they ever actually finished that hand, do they? Yeah, and that's why, because yeah. I'm like oh, his dumb bluff didn't have time to pay off and him just be like, ha ha ha, I didn't have anything and it worked again. It's me. Well, I'm the world's best poker player and, I'm sorry, SABAC player. And every time I get dealt cards, they're the best cards. Ugh. Yeah, but at so least... The, I mean, granted, this is the second chapter in a row of him sitting there at the same table playing SABAC, and yet somehow it wasn't completely horrid. Yeah, well, I mean, this time he actually had, like, people that he could read. Because mm-hmm. the whole point with him just being with the Kloomi is, uh, you can't read them. So it's just him looking at essentially weird, blue, yeah. motionless idiots while he's like, well, I guess I can't do anything. Well, yeah, Having they- people there that he can be like, all right, well, this person's personality means they like to do this. And they hesitated on this. You're like, oh, good. You gave him some actual reading well, time. He already knew the Krefs were cheating in the first place. So I'm, I, I, I appreciate his dedication to like calling the Marvid out on ditching on his on his auntie yeah because he had to know they were cheating the two of them communicate via I am invisibly all the time (laughs) I don't know if you ever tried playing poker against two people who text each other what cards they have but uh, but it's not fun See, in my head now, I'm just imagining the old Instant Messenger sidebar Boop. is up on their screen all the time, and just like, door open noise, door closed <laughs> oh noise. Oh my god, now now who's the old? It's me! I'm the old. Remembering AOL's Instant Messenger thing where- you- Dude, I had Instant Messenger way past the point where I should have had Instant Messenger. Oh yeah, I installed special programs just to keep Instant Messenger on my, uh, on my computer, because it was the only contact point I had for a lot of people that I had made friends with in chat rooms and shit over the years. Oh yeah, I mean- Except for things like now the Facebook chat, there was a period of time in between AOL no longer being, like, relevant mm-hmm. and nothing really filling the void that you were just kind of like, I I guess I'm using this or, like, the Yahoo chat <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah, I remember right around that point when the AOL Instant Messenger was starting to die off, I installed some program called, I think, Trillion? Trillion, Trillion which was like, what is this? Oh, it, it combines... The instant messenger, the Google chat, Yahoo chat, ICQ and IRC shit into one thing. So you can do them all. It was it was the uh, had the hotmail one. Yeah. And I was like, just I got to keep this or else I'll lose contact with weird friends I made on college club or some shit. Oh, yeah. People that I've barely messaged once in the past 12 years yeah. but i'll never have that contact again yeah and uh now and all, who cares now it's all gone like and t- now it's the same thing but facebook where you're like well i got to keep being on facebook or else what am i going to know about my racist uncle i know facebook is basically you have to keep it for your family <sighs> sigh. sigh sigh yep anyway i would love to ditch it all right well anyway check us out because we're about to go do some bonus content that's right In our bonus content, Mm -hmm. if you go to patreon.com slash system mastery and support at the $2 level, do it, then you can find us doing deep dives into Wikipedia, finding only the most rare of nuggets, bringing up pearls from the deep. Yeah, I've got some rare nuggets for you, John. Oh, I thought you already dropped off rare nuggets before we started recording. Yeah, that's just gross. I was talking about good, wholesome testicles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You had to go and make it scatological. (laughs) How dare you? in this economy <laughs> we can't afford for our ball jokes to also be poop jokes well we have to oh we oh. got to double up we got to double up it's this gig economy <laughs> i'm driving for poop and balls right now you can't just play for <sighs> one and you got to do it like 23 hours a day to make minimum wage it's the worst anyway speaking of uh not even making minimum wage please <laughs> Please do, do go and support our, our Patreon at the $2 level. Uh, uh, I would love to make minimum wage. Speaking of a withered husk that's dying, please support our Patreon. At the $2 level, you'll we'll unlock the Star Wars bonus content called Expanded Expounded Universe, where we do deep dives into Wikipedia and find, as John was saying, the rarest testicles of fun Star Wars information to tell each other and then tell you. Indeed. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. We. We'll learn something. You might learn something. I definitely always learn something because I know nothing about Star Wars, except that it's dumb, and I never have to relearn that it's what wikipedia is the greatest place uh, every other wiki on the internet pretty much has its shit together like you go look at the wiki for like transformers it all just makes sense everything's in place it's, oh yeah you look at memory alpha when we were doing the last Star book, Trek. yeah and you're like oh this is all just in this episode this happened this is a reference to this here we go here's a list of annotations and we're done wikipedia on the other hand is like what if there was a wikipedia that was being maintained in the mad max universe <laughs> Where the only law is post what you will. <laughs> that will be the entirety of the law. <laughs> and uh, that is what we are going to go get and then bring to you. Yes, indeedy. So, until such time as we see you with the bonus content, or in another week when we return with yet more Star Wars Expounded Universe content, let me just say thank you so much for listening. I've been Elan Slees, Bagiano, And I got these horses in case we find the lady. Hello, lady. <laughs>